Hello, we're your hosts, Lydia and Dante, and the Don't Be Karen podcast. We're doing our part to stop racism one Karen at a time. That's right, Lydia. Urban Dictionary defines a Karen as the stereotypical name associated with rude, obnoxious, and insufferable middle-aged white women. Our mission each week will be to bring our listeners some hard-hitting and super silly discussion around our Karen of the week in hopes to bring about just enough shame to potentially keep them from becoming a Karen themselves. So, Lydia, I think we should go ahead and let people know a little bit about where they can find us online, like our Twitter, which is at Don't Karen. That's D-O-N-T-K-A-R-E-N. Our Instagram, which is at Do Not Be Karen. That's at D-O-N-O-T-B-K-A-R-E-N. Or our website, www.don'tbecaren.com. That's D-O-N-T-B, just the letter B, K-A-R-E-N dot com. Perfect. And you know, you guys can subscribe, follow us. We're going to have new episodes weekly. On Sundays, we'll be posting Karen videos. And then later in the week, we'll be posting our podcast episode talking about that video. So make sure you follow us along on this fun journey we're on. It will absolutely be fun. It's going to be a blast. And I think we should get right into the fun because this week we get to start with the Karen of Karens in terms of uh, my opinion. I think this is the most Karen video uh, (laughs) that exists. So uh, It's the mother of all Karens is what it is for sure. It's Grandma Karen, right? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, let, let's talk about this particular Karen, which is, she, and she's not, her name isn't Karen. Uh, her name is Amy Cooper, correct? Right. But she's known as the Central Park Karen. CPK. Um, that is correct. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, if you want to start the breakdown of what actually happened uh, in the incident. Yeah. CPK. This, the Central Park Karen is an interesting, an interesting story because, uh, what happened here was there. there's a video of uh, a lady who is walking her dog in Central Park. And she's walking her dog without a leash. And uh, there's a gentleman there, a black gentleman, who is recording her because he's there bird watching. And he's what I would consider a big deal uh, in the bird watching community. He's like kind of well oh, known. For, oh, yeah. Very as, well known as a bird watcher. And so uh, as part of watching birds in Central Park, it's kind of a big deal that you not have your dogs there without a leash uh, running through disturbing the birds. So he mentioned it to this lady. He tells her, hey, you can't be here without uh, your dog on a leash. The lady, uh, Amy, I should stop calling her the lady. She's Amy. Amy Cooper, correct. Amy, yes. Amy Cooper begins going off on this guy. She's telling him that uh, she's he's harassing her and that uh, she will call. And then she does call the police. She tells them that she's being harassed by an African-American man. And she starts to cry. And, and she uh, she's just threatening my life. He's threatening said. her life. That is what, that you're correct. And so... Yeah. In that moment, it's obvious that one, he's not threatening her life. Two, yeah. uh, she knows what she's doing when she looks him in the eyes and says, an African-American. And so uh, 
again, this is Central Park, New York. So, like, the NYPD, they have, I, I mean, you may have heard about some instances of them dealing with African-American men. Not a lot of good ones. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, you know, she she knows what she's doing. And uh, to kind of give a little bit of insight on just the uh, the way things work out in the universe, this happens the day that the George Floyd murder occurs. Right, May so 25th. This, yeah. yeah, this hits the news cycle. Uh, I, if I remember it correctly, and I, I remember at the time, I feel, I feel like the Amy Cooper video came out kind of early that morning. And then as the day kind of went along and into that next day, the George Floyd video began to circulate on top of that. So it kind of, it kind of, it it almost washed it out of the news cycle a little bit, but not enough that it wasn't uh, still something important to to be looking into. So I kind of remember, you know, Central Park Karen happens, people are upset at her. And then immediately the focus sort of turns to the George Floyd thing. And so uh, that's a, it's an odd occurrence, but it's also just like really interesting to me that that happened that way. So, yeah. And also like, I mean, on Twitter, Amy Cooper's racist was trending. Um, People also went off on this video. I just have to add because I'm a crazy dog lady. So I love dogs. So on top of her being racist, on top of her basically having Christian Cooper's life threatened by her calling the cops on him, she had a dog that she was choking and hold, like holding by the collar. It was like being choked out as she's on the phone. So people were outraged at her racist antics, but also because she almost choked her dog to death in the middle of it. That, so That's right. Yeah. It just and was like, what is, who is this crazy Karen? What is wrong with her? If I'm, I, I watched the video a few times yesterday, but I must admit I got so high last night and I want to <laughs> make sure I'm remembering this correctly, but okay. I, I think at one point, he's like he's actively trying to call the dog over to him, and that's why she starts to grab it to like keep it from going over, and like he's literally having his point proven in her face. And I think that, like, I think that a little bit at least went into why she felt the way she did because you know he says, you know, you're not supposed to have that dog here without a leash, and then he tries to call it over, and it makes it so apparent that that's why. That on top of the disturbing of the birds, you know, that's why you need your dog on a leash. Yeah. What if some crazy person just comes by, calls your dog over and steals it? He said he had treats. He was like, I got treats. I'll give your dog yeah. some treats and get him like so he was saying like he will just do that. And I think that's what just really set her off too. Like, no, you can't touch my dog, you get away from my dog. But you know, when she's calling the cops and saying that he's threatening her life he's christian cooper is actually saying please don't come close to me please don't you know and this is a highly educated professional man he's a bird watcher and he in no way was doing anything aggressive to her at all um 
so he's, I mean, he's just totally normal. She's violently being aggressive to her dog and to him, you know? And so that's what I think made her such a but Karen. Let's call it what it is, though. Like, Christian Cooper's a nerd. Like, oh, I'm not. He's a straight, like, he's a straight bird. Like, he's a bird nerd. But, like, yeah. he actually is in a documentary. I think it's called Birders. And I watched yeah. it, and it's like, I'm not a bird person, but I was fascinated because these Central Park bird watching people, it's their own little world. They're super obsessed. And they go every single morning and they walk around the park in little groups, sometimes with a tour guide. But like Christian is one, like you said, he is there every year, every season. This is what he lives for. So, you know, he was actually, I think, being kind of kind to her instead of like, hey, this is my area. This is my, you know, like what, you know, he just was very calm to her. Um, yeah, but he is a, he's a big deal. He's a bird nerd. And, uh, right. It, the thing that like kind of stood out to me about him is that, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not here to advocate bullying. Let me start there. Right. Um, what I, what well, I do want to say yeah, absolutely. Look, I'm brave. I can't help it. Um, <laughs> but what I what I noticed here was like, you know, this is not this is not a situation where it's important to uh, to to establish sort of credentials for Christian, even though we have that tool available. Right. I okay. think I think that. Like when I look at Christian, I'm like, uh, like that guy seems insufferable. I would not want to be around him at all. <laughs> like he seems, he seems so opposite of the the type of fun that I like to have. He would be down and, getting high and uh, watching sports with you. Oh, oh, absolutely not. Like I, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be down with doing it with him. Is what I should be saying. Oh, like, okay. But that said, the the tough part of it for me was. I don't care how much I, and I I don't want it to sound like I don't like the guy because I don't know him. What I do want to establish is there's very little in terms of like crossover appeal between the two of us. That said, I don't feel like he could have done anything to me to push me to the point to be like, I'm calling the cops on you that didn't involve him actively like attacking me and like, you know, pulling out weaponry or something. Right. So I, I guess for me, I'm looking at this and I'm going, you watch this video. What are your, like, what is going through your mind as you see this, this all unfold? Like, what are you, what's sticking out to you? What's, what are you like, what's happening as you watch it? Because I'm curious about that versus what I went through. I, I kind of want to establish okay. that and see. I think, you know, to me, this incident and also the George Floyd incident are similar in that so unprovoked, so unbelievably 100% the person was not doing anything, you know, like there's been other incidences that people are filmed and that some people can be like, well, they were doing something illegal or they shouldn't have been doing that or, you know, victim blaming or whatever. But in these two cases, it was so undeniably unfair 
um, and wrong, which is why I think people finally, finally were like, wait a minute, this is happening to everyone, even well-educated Central Park bird watchers. You know what I mean? So I think a lot of white people all of a sudden were like, what? Um, And kind of really got it for the first time seeing these two videos back to back like this. For me, what I thought was interesting is the kind of Karen she is. Because apparently, allegedly, she's a liberal. She's an educated you know, a Democrat in New York City. And, you know, she seems like the type of Karen that's kind of harder to quantify, like the liberal, but, you know, quote, unquote, I have black friends and I'm a, not racist, but maybe they're the ones with like the subtle microaggressions that you can't really put your finger on. You know what I mean? Um, she's like the Karen under the surface that I think lives in all white people that we don't want to and that's one of the things i hope this podcast you know helps with it's like hi we all have this you know inbred into us you know and we need to change that so i'm not saying that everyone every white person is racist i'm not saying that but i'm saying we all have the ability you know um inside somewhere to go karen (laughs) you know and so i think this lady she's not one of those Karens that's like really obvious you know she's not wearing a confederate flag and cut off shorts and talking about Donald Trump she's a white liberal New Yorker who probably fancied herself like a super ally or not racist until this incident and all of a sudden like her privilege was threatened and then it was like how dare you tell me what to do no way And then immediately her first reaction was not like level one, have a discussion or level five, um, you know, have an argument. It was like level 10. Let me call the cops lie. Say you're threatening me to hopefully have them, you know, round you up and maybe you have to suffer the consequences for how dare you, you know, ask me to politely leash my dog. Right. And so, Hearing that is interesting because to me, I remember watching it and the emotions that I felt were very simple. I went from, it was a, like a mix and transition from confusion Mm. because I didn't, I didn't recognize why she wouldn't just have a leash for her dog. I was kind of like, Right. White, exactly. Yeah. White white women love their dogs. Why does she not have a leash? <laughs> then the that transitioned into like a sort of pride because mm. I've been I've been a proponent of black people calling the cops on white people. I just I, like you guys got to learn, but like I, that didn't happen here. What happened instead was he asserted an authority over her uh-huh. that I thought was very necessary. He knew the rules. He saw it, her not complying with the rules, and he called it out. So like, bam, I'm like, good. I'm I'm happy that he took that moment to say, you're not complying with the rules here and you need to. And then that immediately transitioned into fear because when she uttered the magical words of like, 
the African-American was threatening her life, I knew that like there, they, the NYPD has a unit that patrols Central Park. So they could have been there in no time, wherever they were. And all they, all the information they had was someone's life was being threatened. Right. And so this guy is there. If he's bird watching, he's probably got binoculars. Well, what if that looks like a gun to someone? Mm -hmm. What if, you know, there's so much that in that moment you, you lose. And so you go, like I said, I went from this pride, uh, well, you know, the confusion to the pride to now the fear. And, you know, that's a, that's a tough one to reconcile as a person who is, like I said, I'm, I'm actively telling other black dudes, like, now nah, if you see white people doing something wrong, call the cops on them and now it's like i i don't i don't like the idea of cops being weaponized against anyone so i say it a bit tongue-in-cheek but like what if you know that situation just brought to light how uh how easy it is to manipulate any situation and so it, it think about how for for christian he went out that day with one purpose, to go watch birds and had his life threatened in that, in doing that. And so, it's, it, you know, I have so many things I love to do. I like to just drive around. I like to uh, go watch sports at the bar sometimes. I, I perform stand-up. Yeah. If I have my day centered around going out to do a set at night and then I get to the comedy club and after I'm on stage, I say something to someone that they perceive as a threat and they go outside and call the police on me and the police show up and I'm, you know, I'm on stage and they come in and they are, I'm, they assume I'm a terroristic threat or something and kill me. Like, that's not, I know that sounds like a reach, but the no, odd thing not, is- No, it's not, that's I've, the issue, it's not. Well, I was just going to say, I, there's a, a comic named uh, Ahmed Ahmed who actually had that happen to him. Someone I knew Ahmed Ahmed from back in the day. Yeah, yeah like he had the cops yeah. called on him, showed up at one of his shows because they said he was making terroristic threats. And it's like, that is so crazy to me that people are out there willing to assert authority that they don't have over people. And so, like I said, that then becomes the duality where I'm like, okay, Christian had the right to assert authority over her because she was breaking the law yeah. and breaking the rule. And she still felt the imbalance of power on her side to make her go, no, 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 I'm in control here. I'm the white, I have the ultimate power card and move. And that's to call the police and tell them that you're a black man. And like that's that's it, man. Like that is that's terrifying. That's enough to it's enough to make me now be like, you know what? If I'm out and I see someone breaking a rule that interrupts the enjoyment I have of something I'm doing, mm -hmm. I may not say something. I may just I may go, you know what? I was out here to watch birds and I had a chance to see a bird I may never see again. And this lady came out with her dog and interrupted that. I'm just gonna leave. Because I'd rather leave than risk being murdered. And that's so crazy. That is crazy. And I think part of the issue is that Karens know that. 
you know, and the whole point though is to make sure that they're not in power, that they don't have the power to, you know, do that to everyone at will. Like, I, and also I think it's hard to know what kind of Karen you're dealing with <laughs> for sure, because there's, you know, your basic Karen, may I speak to the manager, you know, who takes it to that level or tries to get someone fired, but you don't know, are they calling the cops like Central Park Karen, or are they like literally physically attacking as well? You know, there's, I've seen Karen videos of like grandmas going in on somebody like physically. <laughs> it's like, you, yeah. you know what I mean? Some of these older ladies think they can put their hands on people. Like yeah, they it's... think that's okay. So I, I mean, there's a Karen video where this grandma went to like a not an Applebee's, but like that, you know, like a, a country home cooking kind of regular restaurant. And these two yeah. African American women who were service members, one of which was pregnant, uh, were in there. Oh yeah, remember that? Yeah. yeah. And it's like apparently the the uh, country cooking Karen we'll call her like wanted a parking spot these two ladies got and so when she got into the restaurant her and her son went over to them and this elderly Karen just started putting her hands on these women and grabbing them and just like what and it was like couldn't believe it so you know what you're saying too is like it's it's terrible that you have to think uh, am I going to curtail my behavior because I you don't know what kind of person you're dealing with you know and on the same time though I would say like I think the whole point of everything that people are protesting right now and everyone is taking a stand on is that we're saying like no 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 your time is over you don't get to do that anymore you don't well but but again, it's easy for me to say that because I'm not dealing with the consequences, you know, like I, I, right. I hear what you're saying, you know, it's like. The, so I guess the, the question now is what, so what's the deterrent? So like, I guess now we talk aftermath. So this, okay. all this happens and it's been a few months now since that right so like what is the like what have we learned what is what's what's happened since then and you look at oh, go ahead sorry oh, okay i was just gonna say i think in this case in particular there's a couple really interesting things that came out of it one of which that christian cooper the victim in this case did not want to press charges against central park karen because yeah. Central Park Karen lost her job at the investment firm. Yep. Uh, there was a group of people who were trying to get her banned from Central Park for life. Yep. Um, like we mentioned, you know, Amy Cooper's racist was trending online. Uh, everyone knew where she was. Um, her dog was taken away from her, but also weirdly returned to her, which I hate. Yeah. I don't know why. And I feel ter terrible. Um, for that poor dog so I don't know but her dog got taken away and then she got the dog back uh, and you know basically her life uh, is in shambles a little bit right now so Christian is taking the high road and saying that's enough I'm fine but the New York State is saying no not enough and they actually arrested her 
and they are prosecuting her. So yeah. it's uh, let's see, it's um, she could face up to a year in prison for her allegedly false nine one one call. So that's an incident in the third degree. And then on top of it, we have the Karen Act, which just came out oh, last yeah. month, which is. Good. A San Francisco lawmaker came up with this Karen Act, which I love that it's spelled C-A-R-E-N, and I'm thinking, man, they spelled it wrong. But uh, then I found out that it's <laughs> actually short for Caution Against Racially Exploitative Non-Emergencies Act. So yeah. the, the bottom line is racist 911 calls have consequences, and I love that. So those two things are kind of going to set a precedent to see if, you know, she does have to go to jail for a year for making a false 911 call. Do you think that's going to stop other Karens or other races I think, from... I I mean, that'll it'll deter it somewhat, but I, I think the thing is this. Uh, seeing her be embarrassed, I think, is what a lot of people are going to be deterred by they just mm. don't want to be they don't want to be put on blast and it's easy to get put on blast now um the like the crazy thing for me like i said to me christian cooper is just such a nerd like he's not out there like, <laughs> like i'm not he's not like i'm not no snitch he's like no nah, i would happily snitch but i just don't want her suffering anymore because i'm nice and that is that's incredibly kind like it like again, I, I I'm one of those people that uh, my parents always tried to teach me the difference between being nice and being kind, and mm. you know I think he's just a kind soul, and so I don't want to I don't want to let the fact that I'm joking about him uh, take away from that. I think that's an incredibly admirable trait in him, um, and so you know not wanting to see her suffer unnecessarily. It's one thing, but uh, Christian's sister, uh, oh, you mentioned yeah. that she wrote a great op-ed when we were talking off-air. Uh, she, and her sentiment is, if these people don't face punitive damages, it's never going to teach other people. She's never going to learn. And right. I think for Amy in particular, I have no doubt that she learned a lesson. Like, I feel like she... We won't have to deal with her being a, a Karen ever again. That is problem, we, boom, the problem, the problem though, <laughs> yeah, the problem though are the millions of other potential Karens right. that are going to maybe see it and be like, "Well, I'm not that." When that is actually exactly what they are. Right. So it's really, it's really interesting to me now to kind of look at this and go, "Did this?" Is this going to be a situation that was really bad? That's going to have, let's say, enough of a positive impact to even like even it out. Like, am I going to look back at this in ten years and go, you know what? That situation happened. It was really terrible because it could have ended in that man dying. But from the X Y Z has happened and it made it better. Or is it? Is it just one of those things where it's like, no, that was just a terrible thing that happened. And it's just, we, we haven't gotten any better at all because 
you know, that sort of thing used to happen fairly regularly. Weaponizing the police against black people isn't new, but yeah. has it? I mean, we've got, there have been so many other Karen videos since then. So has it really slowed things down or has it made, has it made things worse? And I think right now is a little too soon to try to establish a quantifiable yes or no to that question of was it worth it? But I don't think that, I think I'm being a little unfair by even asking that because what's worth having your life threatened as a black man, I don't know. And I, I am a black man. I don't know what it would take to put myself in that situation and go, all right, I could have potentially lost my life, but it was worth it because there's a Karen Act now or because Amy Cooper lost her dog for a little while and then got it back. And now she'll probably be more likely to be considerate towards black people. So there's, there's still that thing that we don't, have answers to but that's just kind of out there yeah and i don't think that i mean again Kristen cooper like you said is incredibly kind that's not the same thing as being weak you know and right. you know to forgive someone is really a gift that you give yourself it has nothing to do with the other people but that being said if something like that happened to you, you don't have to forgive that person and you don't have to take the higher ground and you can definitely go on and impress charges, you know, and you have every right to, he's just choosing not to. Um, he actually said, I think it's a mistake to focus on one individual, but like you mentioned, his sister has the opposite point of view. She's the one that originally posted the video and she said that accountability is one of the few ways we can create a deterrent that can lead to real change. Um, and I think yep. that, you know, you're right. Like it's too soon to tell. I think there's so many now. That's why we're doing this podcast. That's why we're going to break it all down for you guys. But I think right now, a lot of the Karens are seeing that people are calling them out, that they're taking a stand against them. And so there's a lot of pushback right now. Like they're really going off, you know, in so many different ways, um, because they're really, I think, struggling with realizing like they're, they don't have that power anymore, you know, or it's being taken away from them. So it's a process. I don't think it's like, because of this one Karen incident, all of a sudden now people are like, Oh, I better not do that. I mean, again, if you look at systemic racism and the police force were actually created as slave catchers, you know, and white right. people have been calling the cops on black people for hundreds of years, you know? So I think it's like I was saying, it's like that little bit of Karen that lives in all white people is what we got to dig out and get rid of and understand that, that it's, we all are part of the problem. So we all can be part of the solution, you know, like, um, it, but yeah, for this Karen, I hope there are consequences. I'm glad to see that there are. I'm glad there is a Karen Act because it is illegal. You know, you shouldn't be calling the cops on someone and basically, you know, potentially having them lose their life over nothing because you were irate because somebody asked you to leash your dog. That's incredible. It you know is. What I mean? like, that's incredible. Yeah. I just, I don't even know. So I guess, yeah, to sum up, I feel like 
Central Park Karen is we'll have to just keep our eyes out and kind of just see what happens with her and her case and we'll give you guys updates because it's really interesting it's going to be a precedent setter it's going to be a forerunner to see how other Karens are treated too absolutely I, I think that uh, like the the last thing I wanted to say about her and just about the situation in general is just that it's it's a it's an opportunity to learn but it's also it's an opportunity to uh reflect is what i think uh, is the most important takeaway from this where you know there's so many moving parts to what's happening here what you know like i said when i looked at it i chose to reflect in a way that said all right i've been out here telling people to speak up in these moments, if right. Christian if Christian had just left her alone, what would the worst case scenario be? And so then I weigh the options of, well, if he doesn't say anything, maybe he misses out on seeing some birds he wants to see, or uh, you know, maybe he goes home without potentially having the police called on him or whatever. Uh, but I I think that that is a much worse fate than speaking his truth, standing his ground, and ending up delivering a message that I I can I feel like I can safely say at least one person had to look themselves in the mirror and go, wow, maybe I'm out here telling people I'm an ally, but really I'm a Central Park Karen. And so that then is enough to offset. Yeah, he definitely should have said something. He was right in doing that. And then he also, uh, you know, I I'm glad that he chose telling her that and not letting that, you know, not letting that power dynamic be one that scared him away from telling someone, no, you're, you're in the wrong right now. I'm speaking up from the right side of this. And then uh, standing in the face of the, the consequences of it, even though they were unjust. So, But you're right. It could I, have had a very different ending because absolutely. she also put on her fake crying voice and got hysterical and scared. I'm so scared. You know, and like, I mean, the way she said an African-American man is threatening my life, crying and shaking. That, if he had not been filming that, you are absolutely 100% correct that we might be talking about the late Chris Cooper, you know? Right. And that's what's terrifying. And again, when you're talking about having to make that call, you know, as a black man, do you stand up for what is right and what you should be able to stand up for? Or do you have to sometimes walk away because you don't know what this other person is capable of. That is, yeah, that is something, again, it's, with white privilege, we will know nothing about. We don't understand. Yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of crazy, but I guess here's the thing. To end this one on a lighter note, I am curious <laughs> about this. Do you think Do you think Amy Cooper has ever dated a black guy? <laughs> no. 
I I'm, don't. I'm, 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 I don't. I have no idea, but I, I literally care less. I was just, I just think that. I uh, don't because also here's the bottom line too. Christian Cooper, <laughs> I mean, he's hot. I mean, I know he's a bird nerd, and he may not be on my team. I don't know, but he's a really attractive man. So I'll look. I'll let you. Okay. You'll be I'm the judge saying, of that I'm, because I don't think I'm alone. I think uh, people listening can agree <laughs> with me. But when you see him, it's like, dang, he's hot and he's smart and he's kind of nerdy and everything. He's adorable and she's hanging out in Central Park with her dog. Like she's not trying to flirt with him. She's not trying to talk him up or chat with. No, it was just went straight to. Oh my God, you're threatening me and you're black. So no, I don't think she's dated a black man. I don't think she looked at him like a man. She just looked at him totally differently, like a, like an absolute threat for talking to her like that. So I, all right. Well, Amy Cooper, if you end up listening to this, <laughs> feel free to reach out to us and let us know again, you can tweet us. Yeah. At- at don't Karen, you can find us on Instagram at do not be Karen or on our website www. Do or no, it's don't be Karen.com. Sorry, yep. so that's don't the letter B Karen.com. Um, how about letting everyone know what you've been up to, real quick, Lydia? Let's kind of brag a little bit before we get out of here. Um, I got some writing projects that are in the works that I'm pretty excited about that I hope I can share with you guys in a couple weeks. But to find out more information about me and what I'm up to, you can always go to my website, which is lydiaville.com. And that's L Y D I A V I L L E.com. And what about you, Dante? What are you up to? Um, nothing. Just hanging out. Uh, still got the album out. If you guys want to check it out, it is called The Squirrels Get Fat. It's available to stream. It's available to purchase. Wherever you buy albums or listen to albums, uh, feel free to check that out. Uh, thank all of you who have listened so far. Those of you who followed me on my personal social medias, which again, my personal Twitter is at Dante Powell. Personal Instagram at Moose Rattler. Uh, I am thrilled to be doing this and I hope yes. everyone listening enjoys it. It's been an absolute blast so far. And new episodes every week. So make sure to check our website, find out what the new Karen video is, and then tune in and we'll drop a new episode for you shortly. <laughs>